I'm Kim Muir, and this is Street Level Stories. See the city through the eyes of grassroots groups patrolling some of Winnipeg's most vulnerable areas. Walk with us. Go deeper into what community safety groups like the Bear Clan and Mama Bear Clan see on our streets. In this episode... Shine the light over here. Sharp. Yeah, there's going to be a few here. Right there. Let me hold your, I'll hold the light. You can see it all over Winnipeg streets. Abandoned needles litter the city's alleyways, empty lots, and even people's front lawns. Community safety groups like the Bear Clan and the Mama Bear Clan see it every day as they walk the inner city's streets. James Favel of the Bear Clan says it's getting worse. Yeah, what we're finding is a lot of, uh, like, the drug paraphernalia left over in the back lanes right now, so that's why we're doing that. We spend most of our time in the wintertime focused on that. The use of needles to inject illegal drugs has exploded in Winnipeg in the past three years. Rick Lees of Winnipeg's Main Street Project says about 1.5 million clean needles were distributed by different groups in the city last year. That's compared to 500,000 three years ago. But it didn't take hearing the stats from the Bear Clan and Mama Bear Clan to know there's a surge in needle use. James Favel told us the number of needles uh, they find year, is blowing 4, up. 4,000. First year, uh, 18. Second year, 300. Last year, 4,000. This year so far, we're over 2,000. And it's only, you know, oh my goodness. the month of the year. Right. Mm. So, uh, problem is not getting better at all. It's ex- exponentially. Year over year. Huh. See that again this year, we're looking at 40,000. I don't expect we'll have to see that this year, but it'll still be a disturbing trend, probably upwards of 10,000. That's what I'm forecasting. Oh, I got stuck with one this fall, and one of our volunteers got stuck on Friday. Oh no, what happened then? I tried to retrieve a syringe out of the frozen snow, and she kind of bit back at her and cut around her fingers. The number of needles they safely collect for disposal on any given day varies from a handful to dozens upon dozens. But with the spring thaw upon us, the clans are seeing more and more needles poke out of the melting snowbanks. In the fall, a patrol Mitch Bourbonnier was on found 300 in one night, and there was a lull in the winter. So but the melt like, is going to change maybe that. Maybe what the most needles are you guys have picked up in a night? Uh, I'm going to ask Karen now when she comes yeah. by. I, I mean, I can make a guess. Maybe a couple of hundred. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like in a three-hour shift. Mm-hmm. But it, but again, that that was probably in the fall when there wasn't the snowpack. Yeah. Yeah. But you never know what's underneath the snow right now. I guess, right? Yeah. It's kind of like dog poop. You <laughs> will see it as the layers uh, thaw. <laughs> 
That's when all the little bags come out. <laughs> and many of those needles are being used to inject meth, which police and nonprofits suggest is Winnipeg's newest drug epidemic. Mitch started seeing the drug take the city streets about two years ago. And then uh, more recently, like crystal meth has been a long, around for like a long time, but it just it hadn't grabbed up in Winnipeg. I would say until about two years ago. Yeah, it's a special yeah. and then it's just been an epidemic, and it it uh, it has no uh, mercy, like, uh, and it hits all sections of the population. One of our reporters met one of the many meth users who spend their nights on Winnipeg streets. What what does it feel like to to shoot up meth? Um, it's uh. Honestly, it's an overwhelming... Well, the first... Once it first gets put in you, it's a small pinprick, and you're like, oh, that kind of hurt. And then all of a sudden, some, some people get a cough, but you can feel like... It first, For me, it's in my lungs, and it, it feels warm. And then all of a sudden, you feel lifted, and it's almost like time itself goes Coming quick. down from a meth high hurts, Sebastian says but he'd rather stay up. When you're coming down off meth, I get tired, get hungry. Um, you want more, but uh, it depends on the amount of days you can stay up, right? For me, it's exhilarating. Like, I like to stay up as long as I can. Let's Sebastian wouldn't tell days. us what he does with his needles once he's done using in Winnipeg flop houses or alleyways. But despite a rise in needle use in the city, little is being done to stop the number of them littering the streets and creating a hazard. Street Connections is a public health initiative by the Winnipeg Regional Health Authority meant mostly to curb infections affecting sex workers and street drug users. They do so in part by handing out clean needles and condoms. They also direct needle users to disposal sites at the public health clinics around the city. But from what the Bear Clan and Mama Bear Clan are seeing, it appears there's little effort on the part of the local health authority to proactively collect used needles. The only option provided is a place to dispose of them at clinics and other sites around the city. Favel said despite the clan's efforts, it's a matter of population density. I was trying to go after safe injection sites. They keep on talking about population or... Yeah, population density and concentration of addicts and things like that. Well, that's all fine and good, but then they have no other solutions still. Oh, okay. So, so I was going to bring that up, actually, safe injection sites. So can you describe to me again that there's not a high enough concentration of people here? That's what they're trying to say is that they're, they figure that there's not enough uh, concentration, like population density to warrant having it in the community like that because the addicts are uh, spread out, diverse. Huh. Bag right there by your feet, between your feet. Although controversial, safe injection sites have data backing up their effectiveness. Insight, Vancouver's health authority-run safe injection site, saved the province at least $14 million over 10 years, according to a peer-reviewed evaluation. More significant, however, is the effect the program had on drug users. It has reduced needle sharing and cut the risk of contracting HIV and other bloodborne diseases. The safe injection site has helped the broader community too. Drug injection-related litter and the number of public injections near the site decreased measurably. Favel said he thinks needles and other garbage they find are dangerous 
especially to children. Well, yeah, the, the sharp is a dangerous thing. The cooking kit is a dangerous thing because the residue, if it's fentanyl, can be harmful. Yeah. And they, you know, they, they make these little tin cups for IV drug users, and they make them uh, that, that um, you know, that the color, the fancy color they use with aluminum, you know, blue, yellow, green, okay. red, stuff like that. I don't know why they do that, but it's attractive to children. There has been no increase in drug-related crime, no increase in arrest rates for drug dealing, no increase in assaults, no increase in robberies. And the rate of car break-ins has declined in Vancouver's downtown east side since Insight opened in 2003. But the population of intravenous drug users in Winnipeg is not nearly as dense as it is in Vancouver, as Fable says. That's the main point Manitoba's health minister, Kelvin Gertzen, makes when asked about the province's lack of plans to make a safe injection site. There is no evidence one would be effective in Manitoba because the concentration of users is so spread out. He suggests it wouldn't be an effective use of government dollars. Dr. M.J. Malloy, one of the leading evaluators in one of the Insight studies, told the CBC recently the issue of population density is significant. But there are other ways to implement safe injection sites, like with a mobile clinic. However, Main Street Project recently announced plans to create a new wet shelter, a place where intoxicated people can spend the night, since most other shelters in the city require people to be sober. Main Street Project has also been lobbying the federal government for money to help the organization open a new shelter that would include a safe injection site. But opening a service like that would need a permit from the federal government and approval from the province. Next time on Street Level Stories, we hear from Susan Chief about her experience with Child and Family Services and a call for change from community groups. Street Level Stories is a production of senior journalism students at Red River College. This episode was written by Eric Pindera. Kelsey James, Melissa Hansen, Will Reimer, Kila DePap, and Eric Pindera contributed reporting for this episode. You can find links to the studies and other information referenced in this show on our Twitter account at Level Stories. <laughs>